All right. Thank you, David. And thank you, everybody that's out there today, taking time out of your schedule to uh, listen to today's Tech Wizards presentation. So my name is Doc Severson. I'm going to be talking a little bit about campaigning for 2024, but not in the manner that you may be thinking it is. Okay. So let's start off by introducing myself. You may or may not know who I am. Again, my name is Doc Severson. I've been doing this now for coming up on 20 years. And the current services that I'm using or uh, providing services through is 12minutetrading.com. And if you're into crypto, I'm also over at readysetcrypto.com. You may have heard of me over at places like OptionsMD or Theotrade or Docs Trading Tools or even the old Options Linebacker once upon a time. And my specialties are fractal price analysis, options and future strategy, trading mindset because I have a lizard brain just like everybody else does and had to figure out how to tame that thing to be able to, uh, to keep profits. And because of that, I have written a couple of books. The uh, first one I wrote was Hacking the Holy Grail. Everybody's looking for the Holy Grail. Did you know that's actually between your ears? So that's available on Amazon. And then also Fractal Energy Trading, which is a different way of looking at markets in multiple timeframes and understanding what's under the hood of the market. And that's, uh, again, also available through Amazon Fractal Energy Trading. So that's what I've been doing with myself for the past 20 years, trade every day. And uh, I almost got into this, I, I what I say is that at gunpoint, right? So I had no intention on being any kind of a trading mentor or anything like that. It was my dream to trade for a living. I quit my six-figure job, put my notice in, and then next thing you know, it's just me and the dog. <laughs> so uh, next thing I know, uh, people started knocking at the door saying, hey, you quit your job. How about you teach me how to do the same thing? And actually, it's been wonderful. I love it. It's now my social outlook. It's my social outlet for, for things, uh, working from home. So my purpose today, the reason why I'm here talking to you folks, is to help give you a solution. So this is going to be a, a little bit different presentation than I've done before, because this is really... In, in some ways, this is a very, very simple concept that I want to explain to you guys. And after you've been doing this for a while, and this was my recommend, or this is my experience, is like, why didn't I do this 20 years ago? That's what I want to share with you today. So most of you are stressed out trying to replace or augment your income. And this this whole notion of uh, this Sisyphus, right? <laughs> you, you know, the the fable of Sisyphus rolling a stone up the hill only to have it roll all the way back again. So we've been through that again and again. If you haven't done that in trading, you haven't been doing it for long enough. So that's a frustration for people. Or you get to the point where you're, you want to put mark money into the market and then you're just waiting for the rug pull to happen one more time. So that was me 16 years ago trading through the great financial crisis, having no idea what I was doing and no answer to what the market was throwing at me. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is something that's really, really liberated my experience and my trading. I'm sleeping at night. I'm not waking up at two o'clock in the morning, checking the futures at all, doing anything like that. So I want to share something different with you today in the hope that it's going to help you as well. All right, onward, onward. Okay, so the objective... I always like to start out these, these talks by talking about kind of what the problem is, because 
this is my background as an engineer. We always start out with some kind of problem statement or something to solve. And the thing to solve right now is financial freedom. We're all trying to get or achieve financial freedom in some manner. But the problem that I'm seeing is that most of the solutions that are out there today are using yesterday's methods. This is why I have the old rotary phone, which some people wouldn't even recognize, right? So we've got financial freedom, but we're using the wrong, the wrong tools for that. So most of us start off by growing the pile, right? That's the old paradigm is start off with a certain amount of money and make it bigger and make it so big that you could live off the interest, right? The legacy income solutions use from money managers that are still pushing the same thing that are out there from 40 years ago. They're still pushing the same thing today, even though the ads are really slick. It's interest, dividends, annuities. It's the same three. And so they just want you to build up your pile as big as you can get it, and then you live off of these three things. The problem is inflation. The median net worth of Americans is about 193K. Some of you may be above that, some below that. Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. But you're you're not going to create meaningful retirement income earning 4 to 5%, which is interest, dividends, annuities. It's the same thing again, right? So inflation has quickly put a 20% surtax on everyday items just in the last three to four years. So it doesn't matter that the Fed is achieving a 2% and has given us a soft landing and all that stuff. The soft landing is much, much higher than it used to be, right? So that's the problem is that we've got 2% inflation year and year on top of this 20% surtax that we got assessed to us over the past three to four years. Thank you very much. So they're the ones that caused this with all the money printing, and now we have to deal with it. So inflation's not going away anytime soon, guys. So what's the solution to that? Income. We need to create big chunks of income, right? So this is what we once received through interest, dividends, and bond yields. How can we replace this? Well, we're going to earn it through either passive or active income. Passive income is earned without active participation. This is where literally your money makes money for you. So this was interest and dividends. We could use passive income through, we could be selling puts. We could do the wheel strategy. There's other strategies like that. I'm not really going to be talking about that one today because most of the time it takes a big chunk of money to make money with passive income. If you're selling puts against it, or even if you're owning stock and doing covered calls, nothing's really cheap these days. So I'm going to more focus on active income. This requires participation and effort to earn income. Probably the easiest analogy for this is a job. A job is where you trade time for money. That's active income. So are there different forms of passive and active income that can work to replace the old vehicles? You know, think about how bad this is going to be or is already being for the majority of uneducated retirees can only fall back on one solution that they know, continuing to work by trading their limited time for money. And that's, you know, the classic example of that is the Walmart greeter. You know, no shade on that job. I mean, it's like if you're getting out there and working every day, total respect for that. But there's better ways to do it. There's better ways to do it, guys. Okay, so that's what we need to do now as you might imagine, I'm going to tell you options are the answer to this. Options will allow us to replace our interest income from the old paradigm and actually do it better. 
So again, passive, we can sell longer term options and act like an insurance company where we're selling the risk premium to buyers, or we can go for active income, short term opportunities to either buy or sell options using this leverage to more efficiently use capital. That's what we're going to be talking about today is more of the active stuff. So my assumption for today and my focus for the next 30 minutes. So I would say, uh, and Dave, hopefully Dave is still out there. I'm probably going to be finished up at about a quarter till probably going to be finished up taking questions at about a quarter till. So I want to make sure that you guys are uh, on track and maybe get a little break for bio at that point. So the question on the table today, how do we generate active income using options? And more importantly, what, what's this whole campaign thing that I want to talk to you guys about? Okay. So that's, that's the challenge on the table financial freedom. That's the problem, which is the old stuff that everybody's still pushing you. This is where we need to go, but it's not as easy as we've talked about, right? So the challenge when we talk about using options for consistent income, again, here's that, here's that notion of Sisyphus, right? The, the fable of Sisyphus, he was forever, you know, you know, fated to be rolling a stone up the hill only to get it up to the top and then it would roll all the way back again. And then that was job to roll it. And this is what we feel like as retail investors is just when you get some momentum on something, you're starting to get some profits. You're starting to scale up your, your position size. All of a sudden the trap door opens up, the rug pull comes and we're starting from scratch again. We've all done that. We have to find a way not to do that again. So how do we create wins without giving them all back? Well, let's kind of walk through how most people are doing this. So most people solve this problem by going high probability, high probability strategies. Now, when I say high probability strategies, I'm talking generally 80 to 90% probability of success when you put the trade on. And this is an iron condor. Iron condor by itself is a bird with extremely wide wings. So typically... What we're doing as retail traders, and when I was doing this 20 years ago, I was putting these wings out astronomically far. I figured the the wider that they were, the safer that you were. I think a lot of people think that as well, too, that the wider is safer. And so we're looking at something like this where one contract will of $5 wide spreads will bring you a $70 credit, risking $430. Uh, let's just sort of sweep that under the rug and pretend that we're not going to have that happen to us. But the probability of success is close to 90%. That looks pretty good. So we place that trade. But unfortunately, we have to go by the numbers. What do the numbers say? If we place 100 identical trades with an 86% probability of success, let's assume a binary result. Can we just assume that and even though some of these are going to expire within the spread and give us some, some different number in here, generally, if we assume a binary result, we're going to win 86 of them. Or if we did a thousand trades, we'd probably get closer to 860 and lose 140 with some level of variability. So a win would generate, and I'm not even talking about commissions here, a win generates 70, a loss generates 430 in losses. And so if you multiply this out, the expectancy is zero. The only winner is the broker, unfortunately. Okay. And we can do this with just about anything, right? I can do this with 50% probability of success. We'll come up with the same numbers. This is just the way that the math works. And sometimes we don't really think through this. So let's 
fix the high probability trade. And this is a route that I went to a long time ago where I would say, well, let's find a way to take earlier profits and take earlier losses and not incur those really bad things that happen to us. We're going to roll the trades out. We're going to use different forms of dynamic defense from Vega to Gamma defense and things like that. We're going to be using butterflies, debit spreads. Look, I've tried these all, and all they do is just rack up the, the fixed expense on the trade. There's only one real answer for improving these high-probability trades. And if there's any of you that are out there trying to do these trades right now, <laughs> you probably know the issue, right? You're playing close to the vest here. The root fix is really to play these during times where there's a lot of fear and we have elevated risk premium. The implied move needs to be overstated versus the realized move. And when you're dealing with a VIX of 13, you just don't have that. You just don't have that. So playing them back in, say, like 2022, you couldn't lose. And then all of a sudden, they stopped working as we got into 2023. And it's very, sim it's very simple as to why. So how do you fix something like this now? The volatility index is at the lowest level since 2019. We need a different solution with a VIX of 13. Okay, so where are we with this? We've talked about what we want to do. Our objective is that we want to create active income. We're going to be using options to do that, but the traditional way of setting up these really wide iron condors, they're not very wide these days. And you can get literally run over in a heartbeat in today's market. The implied move is really not that much different from the realized move when you have a VIX of 13. So how are we going to fix that? Well, we're going to fix these high probabilities with time. We're going to be using time spreads. Now, most people avoid time spreads like the plague because they're, they're almost treated like, oh, well, I don't know what those are. And I just want to stick with my iron condors because they make sense. And I will say that if you learn to trade time spreads, it will make you a better trader. They're simple to construct, but they're a little bit tougher to qualify. It's going to make you a better trader to do that. So they are distant cousins of the iron condor. So let's go over what a time spread is. It's a strategy where you're selling the front options. So this could be something where it's tomorrow's option or the day after that. That's a front option. We're going to be selling that. Now, to, to do that, most of us don't have the capital necessary to be able to sell a naked option at the money. I mean, right now with the S&P close to 5,000, you're talking about a notional contract value of $500,000 or $490,000. <laughs> That's a lot, right? That's a lot. So it takes, it takes a big account to be able to horse around with a naked option like that. So typically what we're doing is we're creating spreads so that we can spread it off and reduce the initial margin. So we're going to be buying the back option. And the back option could be anywhere from a few days to a few weeks further out in time. And I'm not really going to go into the different types of time spreads, calendars versus diagonal stuff like that. doesn't really matter. I'm going to make it really simple for you guys. So again, selling a short-term front option, that's the one that we want to disappear on us. And then we want to buy a back option, which is going to be really stable, hopefully not not move around too much in value, right? So that's and definitely from a time, time decay perspective. So here's the edge. 
This is the massive edge behind a time spread. This is the inherent edge, fundamental, and will never disappear. This, this edge will never disappear. Think about it from this perspective. Again, we have the front option, which is going to expire sooner than the back option. So I'm going to go front and back. Here's the back option. And that's T1, which is maybe that's tomorrow. And here's T2, which could be a week from now. So you guys are aware that option decay is not linear. It doesn't, doesn't do something like this, right? It's exponential. It holds value pretty well. And then near the end, it just collapses in a heap. That's the extrinsic value of that option just disappears, keeps the intrinsic, the extrinsic or time value disappears. But here's the difference is that this back option keeps all, keeps this, this, most of this value while the front option is expiring. So you get to keep most of that value while the front option is expiring down to zero. This is the, this is the edge. This is where your profits come from. This delta, and when I say delta, I mean change between the values of the front and the back option. This differential is where we make our money. And it's a beautiful thing. It's never going to go away. It's not like some strategy where what was working a couple of years ago no longer works today just because of the structure of the market. This is never going to go away. So how are they different versus a time versus an iron condor? Time spread versus iron condor. The similarities are you're creating income with by selling a wasting asset, right? You're holding that ice cube and it's melting in your hand as you close in on that fire. It's a wasting asset. So this is very similar, but the differences are, first of all, you're typically setting these things up for a debit, which some people have kind of a religious argument. Oh, I'd rather have the money in my hands versus you know paying out at the beginning of the trade. They are synthetically exactly the same. It makes no difference. Number two, this is a long Vega trade. No, not that really crappy 1970s Chevrolet car. Not that I didn't own one. I did. So this is a long Vega trade. It means that it's sensitive to changes in implied volatility. It wants to see implied volatility overall rise for the position. Time spread is therefore better for low volatility markets, just like what we're in right now. Okay, so that's going to be a big edge, big edge. So Using an, a high probability iron condor right now is kind of like taking a square peg and trying to pound it into a round hole and saying, well, it used to work last year. It used to work 2022. Why doesn't it work now? It's because you're playing close quarters combat right on top of the price. Okay, so quick just comparison here. High probability condors, they're easy to qualify. Most people find them easy to understand, can create more implied distance, right? If your idea of safety is distance, this makes sense to you. Kind of like being in the artillery in an army, you're five miles behind the front lines. That gives you the illusion of safety back there instead of being on the front lines and fighting in the trenches. But that's what we're going to do with the time spreads. We're going to be playing these at the money, and that's going to mean they're going to be a lot faster. They are much better for low volatility markets, much more appropriate for quiet markets that show the potential to transition into more volatility. Boy, does that ever describe what we're seeing right now? So here's my conclusion with this section. Time spreads might be a better choice for today's low volatility, high velocity market. It's moving around a lot, but it's very low implied volatility. We're not being paid well for risk premium. 
Okay, so that's how we're going to fix these high probability trades with time. We're going to use time spreads. Now we get into the campaign. So this is where, this is my term. This is not a, a term that I, I read in some, you know, options and, and volatility book or a Sheldon Natenberg book or anything like that. This is my term. We're going to be running a campaign. What does a campaign imply? Well, you're going to keep doing it until you're done. So how do, how do we manage trades and keep score? Most of us, we use discrete statistics just like a baseball team, just like we're a batter or a pitcher or anything like that. So most of us will do trade by trade by trade, and we're going to keep score of our win rate. We're going to keep score of things like our expectancy or profit factor, and we're going to know how much each winner is. We're going to know how much each loser is. We're going to understand really what's going on with things like that. Now, that by itself is no big deal. The problem comes with the downside here is that we as human beings will lose interest. And it's funny because if, if you really learn to trade, you're getting a minor in psychology. So not only are you being forced to learn how you think and understand how your amygdala and your subconscious mind affects the way that you make decisions, but you're also forced to understand how the, the vast unwashed masses out there think, the herd. How do they think and how can you take the opposite side of that trade? So the downside to individually scoring each trade is that, and I've seen this hundreds of times before, is like, we'll invest into a program, right? We, we buy a program and then we take one trade. We finally gather up the guts to take a live trade. That doesn't work. So we say, well, okay, that was my first trade. Now we do another trade and that doesn't work either. And so we're like, oh, I don't know about this. Maybe this doesn't work. The guy made it look so easy and now it doesn't work. But meanwhile, there's this guy over here shining, you know, with a bright, shiny penny over here saying, hey, here's a new strategy that you can trade. And so we all go thundering over here, sign up for this program, do the same thing, learn about it, take the first trade. That doesn't work. Take the second trade. That doesn't work. Oh, well, maybe this strategy doesn't work either. So we go thundering over to the next one and we go through this big cycle and then it wouldn't surprise you to find out that usually you come right back to where you started maybe a year or two later saying, well, maybe I'll give this another shot. So we go into this big, long cycle over and over and over again. I did it myself until I finally swept my desk off and said, that's it. I'm going to be an expert on one strategy. I'm going to commit to one strategy alone, and I will not stop until I get there. And that's what made the difference for me is to find my one trade. I've got a whole presentation on that alone. Okay, so here's the problem. If our batting average slips below the Mendoza line, those of you that play baseball know the Mendoza lines, like I think it's around 200, right? So if you can't bat at least a batting average of 200, if you're in the 100s, that doesn't look very good. And you're going to not feel very confident that you're going to get out of that slump. And so you're going to go looking for something else. So most traders give up on a strategy if they don't get immediate positive feedback. In other words, if you're not winning, you feel like you're losing and there's you feel like there's something wrong with you, which is not necessarily the case, right? There's a lot of reasons behind that. And this is very, very damaging because you're in this continuous loop looking for the holy grail. So most retail investors never really leave this big loop and are in a continuous search for the grail. This is just going to waste your time and your money. 
And we've all been through this before. We've all done this. I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it, right? Looking for something simpler, something easier. And maybe it's just because of the way that we're scoring the trades. This is the point. So here's an alternate approach. What if we, what if we did this? What if we traded a hedged position that wouldn't lose much no matter what happens? So no matter what happens between today and tomorrow, I can't really lose that much at all. Would I be able to sleep better at night? You bet. You bet I, you know, would quit looking at the futures at two o'clock in the morning, genuflecting and saying, please, please, please just go down. Please just go down this one time. If you do that, I'll never do this again. We've all had that little discussion with the market, right? What if we don't really care about the outcome of any one trade? What if we stop looking at trades in terms of winning and losing? What if we just say at the very front, hey, some of these are going to work, others will not. I don't really care. What if we say we don't know in advance which will work and which will not work? What does that do? That takes the pressure off of me to accurately predict the future, which is part of so many people's strategies. Like you almost like you, it's funny because a lot of strategies you'll that They'll explain it by saying, well, if you have a bullish forecast or if you have a bearish forecast, then you place this trick. Well, how do you know if, it, if it's going to be bullish or bearish? And a lot of times you're using past information to make future decisions. What if you can just ignore chart analysis? What if you can just say, look, I don't care where the price goes tomorrow. Nothing that we do will affect the trade working or not working. So literally, I can't screw up. I can't do anything to screw up the trade unless I make an execution error or something like that. So we don't really care about the wins and losses of this. Our only job is to show up and just execute. We have our strategy. We know what we're supposed to do. We just show up and crank the wheel. And so my question to you is, doesn't this sound a little easier to trade and manage day to day, especially if it produces positive results? You bet. It is a lot easier. So how do we do something like this? Well, we're going to run a campaign. We can run a campaign on any strategy as long as the reward to risk is relatively tight. That's the problem with the high probability iron condor. It's not very tight, right? The, the wins are so much smaller than the losses. So instead, what we can do is we can run a campaign on these time spreads. Uh, for an example, actually, a covered call is a type of campaign. If you own the stock and if you're every month or every few weeks writing time against it, managing that position, do you care if you win or lose on that particular trade? No, because even if the price it blows up, you say, well, I made it back in the gains on the stock, so I don't really care about a loss. Or if the price once went down, then you score on that covered call. It's the same kind of thing, really. So the huge advantage to running a campaign is that you stay in the campaign until you're profitable. You will eventually be profitable. It's just a matter of time. What that will do for your confidence is amazing. So now I'm going to complete the circle here. We've gone through the problems. We've talked about, talked about what we're trying to do, our objectives, our challenges, the stuff that impedes all of us, right? Using time spreads, using a campaign, and now we're going to wrap it all together with what we're calling the daily cash flow campaign. It's simply a campaign using time spreads, perhaps done in a way that you haven't heard before. So this is our daily cash flow campaign. We're going to be trading time spreads on the S&P 500 options every day. 
This is a quiet, low volatility market with a VIX of 13 that supports time spreads. And we have zero DTE options. We can literally write a new short option every single day, every single day, except for weekends, of course. And there's several different instruments. I mean, if we didn't like the SPX, we can use the XSP. We can use the futures options. We can use the micro E-mini futures options. There's any number of options or instruments that we can use on the S&P 500. And this is worth another read. I want to drill this into your head. You are hedged against a black swan in either direction. What is the number one fear that most people have? It's a black swan waking up. I saw a post the other day. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we were limit down into the Super Bowl on Sunday night? <laughs> okay. Spoken like somebody that was short the market, right? So, but that's, that's always this underlying fear. If you've been through a bear market, if you've been through a March 2020, if you've been through a, an October of 2008, if you've been through even the January of 2022, where we dropped 10%, you know how damaging and difficult it can be, where all of a sudden you wake up and you're, you've got limit down like the 2016 election. You got limit down on Sunday night, like March of 2020. What if you didn't care about that? What would that do to your trading? So it's not just the, the mechanics of it. It's also the mental side of it too. So time spreads are really good for this. So also zero DTE, we can roll to a new short option every single day until we hit our campaign. And those things, we will sell them at the money where the most extrinsic value lives. They will decay and melt like crazy. We can use the XSP. We can use the SPX. Again, there's other ones that we can pick, but these are probably the best two for the S&P 500, depending on your notional value that you want to trade. Again, it's a campaign. So this is the tracker that I'm using here. This is a recent trade that we had. So what I'm showing here is the, the long option. This is our long insurance option. Oh no, I took an $831 loss on it. I don't care because the short options were more than making up for that. Short options, 368, 528, 1338. Oh, there we go. 25% return on capital. That's what we get from something like this. So again, if I was looking at this like like uh, discrete trades, I'd be like, oh, well, I, 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 I booked a big loss in that trade, and that really upsets me. I did okay on these other ones. Look, I don't care. It's just a campaign. All I care about is this number down there. I'm looking at this every day until I get to 20%. Once I get to 20%, I shut it down, and I reset into a new campaign. Sometimes the target's hit in a couple of days. Sometimes it takes like two to three weeks. So the most I think I've been through is about 13 trading days to close out a campaign. At some point, I will have a campaign that takes longer than that because we'll, we'll step in front of some real volatility. I will still win that campaign. It will just take longer. That's all. So here's our results. We have run 11 separate campaigns since late August. All have been profitable. Average campaign duration is nine calendar days. The target is 20% of a long option cost. You can redo this if you want to. If you're more uh, pedantic about things, you can say, well, I'm going to do this based on margin, the initial margin of the positions. You could set up a target based on initial margin. I think it's, it's simple because we're essentially looking to make profits from the short options. We're not really looking to make profits from the long option. So 
I just view the long option as the cost of putting the trade on. And I don't care if it goes to a value of zero as long as we can write time against it. So again, we're using the XSP for small to medium accounts. It's one-tenth the notional value of the big SPX. And we're using the big dog here for larger accounts. So that's really it. That's it. Every day we're writing a zero DT, well, actually a one DTE option. Like today, this morning, I'm writing options against tomorrow. You could do it zero DTE if you wanted to, but I think that's a lot of activity. That's more trading activity because then you'd have to roll at the end of the day. So it depends on what you want to do. Let me show you a couple of examples. I'll show you a fast one. This was when we started on January 9th and we were done by the 12th. And that included a weekend too. So this is what we want to see. We want to see really flat price action. How often does that happen? Quite often. Happens all the time. Even in the middle of a trend, range expansion moves to range contraction. You're always going to get periods of flat price action. That allows us to catch up. Otherwise, during big trends, we're marking time. But in this case, we had three days of very flat price action. Didn't move much at all. Profit on the SPX in this case, one contract, 1405, 25% return on capital. Quick. Okay, let's show the opposite side. This one is slower. This was a slower campaign because we started off by dumping to the downside. And so we got the slingshot back up to the upside. So what we're doing here during this time, so we actually had to use three different long options here, three different long options. So we actually rolled and adjusted the long options as the price went down, took profits on them, flipped around, and then we have a little bit of volatility crush, which is going to extend the campaign. Okay, it's not the end of the world. There's things that we can do to maybe reduce that. But this was uh, eight eight cycles in on 112, out on 125. So that's 13, 12, 13 calendar days for that. And again, we, we got around 20%. And I think we got out of this one right before we were trying to close this before the weekend or the Fed meeting. So this was too close not to close at about 20%. So that's $1,100. Yeah, it took a, a couple more days to do that. But again, I want to emphasize to you that at no time during this did I really care about the outcome. We just show up every day. We just roll the new option and we see whether the margin is getting a little bit too high. If we get If we have a big, strong move like this, we have to move up our long option so the spread doesn't get too wide. But that's an example of a slow one, 12 calendar days. And then, of course, we also have the XSP, which is a smaller one here. So we're not going to have the same profits with this one. Uh, in this case, we use four contracts for this. So you can use one contract or two. Uh, the margin on, on these things will be essentially um, the spread width plus the debit of the trade. So they, they can be actually quite small. So you can do this with a small account on the XSP. So the profit on this one with four contracts was 543, 21% return on capital for this trade. And we were out one, two, that was uh, January two, start at the beginning of the year. And then this is what, eight calendar days, seven trading days. So not too bad. That's uh, right around average. Okay, so I could go on and on with this. Um, let's put it all together and wrap it up for you guys here. So we're going to come in right on time. So how can you use this? short presentation. I just want to remind you some of the, the concepts that we went over. Your usual legacy solutions don't work in today's high inflation world. 
you're going to burn through your principal in no time. Simple interest, dividends, annuities, they just don't work. They don't produce enough. They're not efficient enough. Careful with the high probability condors in today's low volatility market. They're too dangerous right now until the risk premium rises again. So you need to be looking at using time spreads. They work really, really well with today's low volatility, high velocity market. Learn to run things in a campaign. After having to be right the last 20 years on every trade, it's so much more relaxing to trade this strategy where I literally, I show up and I don't care what happens between today and tomorrow. The price can rocket higher. I, I don't care what happens to it. Literally don't care. And I can't remember the last time I was able to say that. So just turn the handle, work the campaign, let the market do its thing and let that edge do its thing, just like a casino. And then accelerate. Find your thing, guys. Stop getting ready to get ready to get ready. We all do that. Well, I'm getting ready to get ready. You know, I have, I'm not going to dip my toe in yet because I'm not ready yet. Well, guess what? By the time that you are ready, the market's going to be moved on and it's going to be different. So you know what you have to do. This is your time. Find something that works today and execute on it. Okay, so let's summarize here and then I'll throw it back to Dave or I'll throw it open for any questions if there is, uh, if there are any. So it's my belief that everyone needs to shift to an active income-based focus. No question there. Based on time spreads for today's market, yes. If we start to get more volatile, we'll, we'll include verticals. But for right now, it is time spreads. And trade it as a campaign. I can't overemphasize what it does for your peace of mind. Ditch the old financial income paradigm that no longer works. You might be wondering, how do you get started on something like this? What? Where do you go? What book do you read? You know, what, where do you, who, who even knows something about this? How can you start? Well, consider joining me. I have some really affordable alternatives to get started with this. So I've got two ways that I can help depending on your time commitment and educational budget. So a lot of people don't like joining a subscription-based service. So we certainly have a live trading room, which I'll talk about in a minute. A lot of people don't like doing that. I think that's like the whole Sirius XM and Comcast of the world. Like, like you get up, sign up for a subscription and you can't get rid of it. We're not like that at all. I'll talk about that in a minute. But for a lot of you, maybe the masterclass might be a good thing for you to do. $79 with a coupon code campaign79. So write this down, campaign79. All you have to do is to go to 12minutetrading.com slash courses. Look for the campaign cash flow masterclass and use that coupon code and you get a discount on there. So this is a 10 module course. It's easy to work through. If you apply yourself, you can be done with this in probably three to four hours. It's easy to work through and understand. That's the way I write everything. Plus you get access to me with questions. So if you don't understand something, you email me, we get in touch, boom, problem solved. So there you go. Not in, you know, you can learn a skill for life and solve your problems for 79 bucks. Probably not going to find better deal today. That's the master class. If you want to just dip your toe into the water and see something. Now, if you're more of the type that says, this is what I want to do and I don't want to take any shortcuts. I want everything that you got. Then join us at the live trading room. So we run or I should say, I run a live trading room every single day, Monday through Friday, 9.20 a.m. through 10.05 Eastern time. We cover 
what's what's going on in the market. We go through the intraday setups of trades like zero DTE, iron flies, and things like that. Intraday and internals. And of course, we do the campaign time spread entries and rolls and adjustments and all that stuff. So currently, it's running for 197 to join me. And you can get in there for 147 a month with the coupon code SAVE50. SAVE50. All right. So that's the 12-minute trading room, live daily income trading room. So again, that's something where I'm in there every day and I'm answering questions in there every day. It's a great it's a great group that's in there of very experienced traders as well, too. So we have a good time. So there we go. Choose the masterclass if you want an easier way into this. If you want to attain the skill the fastest way, join the live trading room. Goals are for people who care about winning once. The systems are for people who care about winning repeatedly. And with that, we are on time and under budget. And uh, I will take any questions that you have out there. Okay, so let's see. I've got one from Eric. What kind of spread is too large? Well, again, the the difference. So if you've got, let's say you have your long strike here at this price, and let's say maybe it's uh, forty nine hundred. I'll try to write this here, and maybe you've you're when you start the trade out, you're going to have your short option pretty close to the. You're going to have your short option pretty close, and so. The, the difference between the strike prices is going to affect your initial margin. The wider that it gets, the more it's going to cost you. So these trades, the initial margin is basically the spread width plus the debit. So if you're on the SPX, you're one point for a one strike wide, you know, it's going to be $500 plus the debit of the trade, which isn't bad, right? But as it starts to widen out, let's say maybe we have a rally. And our short option at the money is now way up here. All of a sudden, you're starting to get into a pretty hefty debit. So it doesn't really affect how the trade works, but the initial margin may be too big for that. So we try to we try to have limits on that. We can move up our long option and make it very, very simple. Uh, John is asking, what's the account size needed to cover margin? Well, what I would say is uh, certainly, I mean, we're we're easily doing one contract on $100,000 for the SPX. And you can divide that by 10 for the XSP. So we're easily doing a one contract trade with $10,000 a margin. You could probably get away with $1,000 a margin if you're really good about managing the spread width. If if uh, initial margin is, is a really tough thing to do for you with the XSP with a small account. So basically you can manage the position size and the margin to the type of account you have. And if you've got 300,000, then you could certainly start to earn your way into multiple contracts. What I would what I would recommend on something like that is going to more of a fixed ratio money management. So earn the right, get your house money up there to the point where you can go to your second contract or third contract. Don't just do it arbitrarily. Or start out with the, hey, I've got X amount of capital, so therefore my position size should be Y. Always start out with one contract and earn the right to get bigger from there. Uh, let's see. Uh, what yield do you usually get? I'm not quite sure how to answer that question. I mean, we're selling options that are one DTE, which is one day out. So like a typical credit on something like the SPX would be, you know, we're picking up 1100 to 14 or even $1,700, it depends on the implied volatility. 
and the expected move that we have for that particular one DTE option. On the XSP would be essentially one-tenth of that value. And so, you know, on a, in a perfect day, we could we could earn most of that yield. I mean, if the, in this case, if we're selling a short put, if we have anything of a, of a move at all, we're going to harvest most of that. We're going to harvest most of that credit. What happens if it goes against you? Well, that's why we have, we have the, the long and the short. We have the long and the short. They're perfect. I wouldn't say they're perfectly hedged against each other, but basically what we're looking at here is if you've got a long option, which makes money as the price goes down. You've also got a short option, which makes money as the price goes up. And so they're going to hedge against each other. This is why it's important to keep the spread relatively tight so that we get this effect here. We get that hedging effect. But again, I don't care if it goes against me. Now, the what I will say is the type of price action where it works the best is flat. If you have the market, which is raging up and down 100 points up and down like that, it's the only thing it's not going to it's going to do is it's going to extend the campaign. So instead of being able to close it on the three days, all I need is some period of time in here where it goes flat for a few days, maybe three or four days, then I'm out of the campaign. And then I can step back and reassess. We have never failed to make a profit on the campaign. The only variable is the amount of time that it takes for the campaign. Like I said, the longest campaign that we ran was 13 trading days. Oh, let's see. Do you use any other long option other than 45 DTE? Um, well, we could ratio. We could ratio. If we had very, very low volatility conditions and uh, we we saw forecasts that included maybe this is time to for the price to come down, we would consider using a small percentage of more long options. So this would be actually better for the XSP because we're using more of them. So instead of, you know, we'd go maybe nine long to eight short, something like that. I'm not sure if that's your question, but generally we start with about 45 DTE or so. But again, it's really, it's not that important. It's not, it's not that precise. We just want to make sure that we have very, very little time decay happening on the long option. Uh, if the market took, takes off like November, well, we actually traded that. So we got both we got both elements of it. So uh, P Babin. So we actually we traded near the end of October. So I had to deal with the initial move down. So we just rolled down, rolled down, rolled down, and then we dealt with a massive explosion. So we're just treading water through the whole time. We're just treading water. We're not losing money. We're not really making money. So we're just we're just treading water, waiting for the consolidation, which we got as we got into the beginning part of November. I forget which days there were, but you can look back and there's like three or four days where the price just kind of went sideways. We caught up, we booked our 20%, closed out the campaign, waited for the next one. So we dealt with a massive amount of volatility, both down and up during that period of time. No problem. No problem. All we have to do is just keep the spreads tight. Where can you get your class? Where can you get your class? Um, let's go back again. Class is over here. If you go to 12minutetrading.com slash courses and look for the campaign cash flow masterclass. We have a number of masterclasses out there, but we're doing a special today on the campaign 79. Use that coupon code. Write that down. Campaign 79. Get your discount. 
So that's where to get the class. We're always trading the S&P. So whether we're using the XSP or the SPX, those are what we're using right now. There's really no, no point in trading anything else. What's my hold time? Average is nine trading days. We've gone as far as 14. We've gone as, as low as three days. Does the class teach us to run our own campaigns? Yes, that's, that's of course what I do. This is not a black box program at all or anything like that. So whenever I teach a class, it's with the assumption that you should be able to take that class and run with it from there. You should be good to go, an autonomous trader. That's what we do everything for. Okay, any final questions? Any final questions? Is it recorded? It's either written or it's got video on it. So you can watch it as many times as you want. And again, the point I want to, to illustrate to you people, if you have any questions on something like that, you can email me and say, hey, I didn't get this concept or, you know, what are you looking at right now? But if you want that, I would join the service. Join the service for a month or two and learn how to do the trade. Uh, sorry, are these all credit spreads? No, we've just spent the last hour talking about time spreads. So these are time spreads. These are time spreads. Okay. I think we are caught up, so I want to thank everybody for your time today. Appreciate your attention and your time and your interest. And uh, again, thank you to Timing Research and Trade Out Loud for putting on yet another outstanding, awesome, amazing uh, tech wizards. And uh, we're happy to be part of that. So I wanted to thank everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Hope to see you online.